welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. So glad that we're able to gather together and that you're able to be a part of it uh, this weekend with us. True story. The night that I received Jesus as my Savior, I had no idea that I was being given a gift of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would be indwelling me, that the Holy Spirit would be there as a helper for me. And it would be years before I came to that realization, somebody told me about that. Anybody here have the same experience? The night you received Jesus, the day you received Jesus, you had no idea that you were getting the Holy Spirit? Yeah, I mean, it, it can be a pretty common thing. I could say, in a similar fashion, I lived a lot of my life not knowing that I had these 23 pair of chromosomes in every one of my cells, and they were active at work in my life. They were giving me life. They were helping me to grow and change that way. Our series is called 23andMe, and so if you're just joining us in this, two reasons that we have uh, kind of gathered around this particular series. The first one is that in 2023, that we would be able to experience what Jesus desires for us. That this year would be a year of growth, would be a year of progression as we are following after him. The other reason for that is this unique design that God has created us in. 23 unique pair of chromosomes that make us who we are, the unique person that we are. And one of the things we've tried to do is kind of give it like a, a, a fun fact of creation that just goes right along with that. And so uh, this week, I think it's fun, but I also think it's kind of an amazing thing. It's the uniqueness of us and our unique DNA or chromosome that we are created in, like one of a kind. And to understand that, if, just imagine for a minute, if you were given a deck of 20 million cards, And you were then to draw out from that 20 million deck of cards that you had, 3 million cards at random. Once you've done that, recorded those cards, you put them back in the deck, reshuffle the deck, and then you need to redraw 3 million again. The odds of you drawing the same 3 million from the first that you did in the same order that you did it, get this, those are the same odds of you sharing the same DNA pattern with somebody else. Think about that. And then turn to the person next to you and say, you are one of a kind. Go ahead and tell them that right now. <laughs> In so many ways, right? Now, if we were to come back you know, to this amazing design that God has made us in, his creative design, One of the big takeaways that we've got, we call it our series maxim, is this. That in order to be us, in order to have life, there are two parts required. For us, and with each of our pair of chromosomes, it's actually one very tightly wound strand of DNA. You had to have two parts. You had to have 23 chromosomes from your biological mother, 23 chromosomes from your biological father, to come together to give you the unique pair to make you the unique you that you are. Two parts required. And without either one of them, well, you wouldn't have life and you wouldn't be you. Now, here is where we move right over to how God made us spiritually. 
You would not have spiritual life without the two parts that are required. That is, God's part and our part. You would not be able to change. You would not be able to grow without these two parts that are in action in your life. Because there's two parts required. Now, as we look at God's part a little bit more, we're going to understand our part even more clearly and the opportunities of it. And as we look at God's part in us being us and life and growth, what brings us to the Holy Spirit. And if you are very familiar with the Holy Spirit, I hope today is a significant challenge and help to you. And if you, maybe not as acquainted with the Holy Spirit, maybe not that familiar with the Holy Spirit, then I hope today is truly a challenging and extremely helpful time for you as well. So let's ask him, that is the Holy Spirit, for his help in this, shall we? Holy Spirit, would you please help us to understand you more clearly? And as Jesus presents you, as we understand your part and what you wanna do in us and through us, help us to do our part as well. Thank you that you're committed to that. We're pretty excited about what you are going to do right now and now in the days and weeks to come through this. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus and everybody in agreement said, amen. amen. I think for us to understand the Holy Spirit, we should go right back to Jesus' explanation of him to his disciples. And we would do that in the book of John. So if you have a Bible with you, I'm gonna ask you, grab it right now. If you've got your phone, your Bible app there, open it up. And you're gonna go to John 14. Now, Jesus is having a conversation with his disciples in a similar fashion right after they had done communion together. So we did communion today, and now we have this, what was called the Last Supper discourse or the Upper Room discourse, but it's one conversation that Jesus has just before he then is arrested and goes um, for his crucifixion. John chapter 13, 14, 15, and 16, one single conversation. So if you're reading it, it's just like, here's this one talk that Jesus is having with them. We're gonna pick it up, as I said, in the book of John, but we're gonna start in chapter 14. We're gonna just kind of go as Jesus makes these different statements about the Holy Spirit throughout this conversation. So, John 14, beginning verse 15. Jesus says again to his disciples, if you love me, then keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot, cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Jump down, verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have said to you. A little further in the conversation, chapter 15. Now verse 26. When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And then Jesus says these words. But very truly I tell you, chapter 16, verse 7. It is for your good that I'm going away. Really? <laughs> when is it ever good that Jesus goes away? Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, 
I will send him to you. Now, the word that we have for the Holy Spirit in here that's been used over and over, translated, was the word advocate. It's actually the original word parakletos. Parakletos has been translated these different ways. So you may have a different translation. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is translated as the comforter, sometimes the counselor, sometimes friend, companion, helper, intercessor, strengthener. All of these different ways of opening up this word parakletos. Parakletos literally means this. It's a descriptive term that Jesus used about the Holy Spirit. It means one who comes beside you or comes alongside of you to help. And so you think about those different terms as like, oh yeah, that's just different ways of expressing somebody who comes alongside of you to help you. That is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God that is in us and with us. Now Jesus used another modifier here to give us a little bit more insight into this. Not just what he does, but more of who he is. And in chapter 14, verse 15, he used this word, alan, or another. I'm going to give you, I'm going to send another comforter, another parakletos. And the word another here is pretty precise. It doesn't mean just another of any sort, but it means another of the very same kind. No, Lord Jesus is saying this. There is another one of the very same kind as the one who is speaking to you right now, Who's going to come alongside to help you? In other words, the Holy Spirit is going to be doing the same helping for followers of Jesus that Jesus himself was doing for followers of Jesus. And he said, that's what I want you to understand. When I'm not with you, there is another just like me who will be with you to be able to help you just like I was helping you. So we ask ourselves, how? How does the Holy Spirit help us? How did he help them, the ones that Jesus was talking to, how does he help us now? There's actually many different ways that the scripture opened up for us, but let me just share four of them real quickly with us. I think you're going to find these to be extremely practical. In fact, they'll be at work in our lives this week if we open ourselves up to them. The first way the Holy Spirit helps us is that he convicts. That is, he opens our understanding of the sin that we have in our lives. I'm gonna ask you in a second if you've ever experienced this. Have you ever experienced, either before you have done something, while you were doing something, or after you've done something, the awareness that that was just sin. It was against what God wanted. It's against what you knew God wanted you to do, but you chose to do it Anyways, either before you did it, while you were doing it, or after you did it. Has anybody ever experienced that conviction, that awareness in you that way? Can I see your hands? Uh, I, I can tell you. Many times I have experienced this. And when you're experiencing it, how many are thinking like, thank you, Holy Spirit, I am so glad that you're convicting me right now. Right? Like, I don't think so. This is, this is one of those, it's like a painful thing to be thankful for. Like when I'm arguing with my wife and on one of those rare occasions that I'm winning. Like, yes, I'm like, I've got her, like, I got her on the ropes right now. And it's, the Holy Spirit I mean, just convicts me of like, God, you know you're being selfish. God, you know that these are not words of love or kindness right now. And I'm just like, now he's doing his part. 
It's up to me if I'm going to do my part. I'm not feeling that thankful. In fact, there is almost a shame that could come with that. When the Holy Spirit does his part, he convicts. He makes us aware of that. Our part would be to repent. See, when I was talking about with me and Denise, I could either acknowledge at that point, I am not doing what God wants me to do. I am being selfish. I am being hurtful. And in my repentance, I could turn back to God and ask God for his forgiveness. And God said that he would give that to me. When we sin, we begin to move ourselves away from God. You see, the Holy Spirit is active in our lives even before we come to Jesus. Did you know that without the conviction of the Holy Spirit of our sin, you can't receive Jesus? Think about that. You can't receive Jesus as your Savior if you don't know that you have something that you need to be saved from. If you don't understand that Jesus died for your sin, the reason he was on the cross was for your sin. If you don't understand that, then you're not gonna come to him and ask him for a Savior. So it's essential in becoming a follower of Jesus. But this conviction is also essential once you've been a follower of Jesus. Because when we sin, I didn't say if we sin, I don't think I even need to ask that question, but when we sin, we actually distance, we begin to distance ourselves from God. It's not that God's moving, but we're moving. We're desensitizing ourselves to God. But if the Holy Spirit, when he convicts us, act of love, and we're willing to repent, ask for forgiveness, then we come back to God. We are resensitized to God. So in other words, without this help of the Holy Spirit, you will not grow. You will not progress in following after Jesus. It's one way that he helps us. Another way the Holy Spirit helps us is that he illumines us. He brings light to us. You can say this. He opens the eyes of our understanding. One of the ways that he would do this, um, Jesus talked about this. He said, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he'll teach you all the things that I remind you and it will remind you of everything that I have said to you. God has given to us his word, and he said this about it. He said that all scripture is inspired by God. And it's useful to teach us what is true, to help us make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what's right. The Holy Spirit was active in giving the book, right? He is the one that inspired individuals to write what God wanted written down so we would have that. But he doesn't stop there. He didn't stop in just saying, look what I have given to you. The Holy Spirit then will open up his word to us if we'll open it up as we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit. Now, if you were to ask me, guy, somebody who's not a Christian, somebody who's not a follower of Jesus, can they understand the Bible? And I would say, it's a, it's a yes, no answer. Certainly, you can understand the words. A person that's not a follower of Jesus, they don't have the Holy Spirit, they can understand as a textbook, they can understand as a manual, right? Because the words say what the words say. I mean, the facts are the facts. John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Whoever would believe in him wouldn't perish but have everlasting life. That's what it says. But with the Holy Spirit at work in us. When we receive these words that God so loved, 
that he gave. You may have had this experience that you just realize God's love for me is so much deeper and so much greater than I ever realized. I mean, there was this personalness to it. And you realize that if you would call upon him, that you'd be the recipient of eternal life. It was like the Holy Spirit was speaking personally to you through his word. Somebody without the Spirit of God doesn't have that, but somebody with the Spirit of God does. It's one of the reasons why in 2023, we've put this big push on asking every one of us, and, and to encourage our friends too, to begin our day by opening ourselves up to God to speak to us. And one of the ways that we've done that is through the verse of the day. Download the Bible app on your phone, sign up for verse of the day, it's just sent to you first thing in the morning. I can't tell you how many times I've heard these words. Maybe you've said them um, at a time. That was just what I needed. Somebody would say, God, the verse that it was just what I needed for what I was going through. In your Bible reading, you may have been in Philippians. You may have been in the book of, you know, of Numbers. And it's like, that is just what I needed for what I was going through right now. How does that happen? You're like, is that just a coincidence? That's the Spirit of God opening us up, illumining us to the Word of God and the working that He wants to do in us. So if you're not yet receiving this beginning uh, verse of the day, sign up for it right now. I mean, download the Bible app. If you need any help with that, stop by the Welcome Center. We'd love for you to put yourself in the place because the Holy Spirit, His part, He gives the Word he opens us up to the word. He speaks to us through the word. Our part is, we just have to be able to open or receive it here. There's a third way the Holy Spirit helps. Not only does he convict, not only does he open up our eyes of understanding, but the Holy Spirit, he gifts us. This is fascinating. The scripture is so clear on this too, that a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. The reason the Holy Spirit gives to every believer in Jesus a gift is so that you can be a help in the body of Christ, so that you can be a help in the part of the church. I mean, I, I say this a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but you know, nobody is totally worthless. I mean, you just encourage a person next to you and go like, you're not totally worthless. I mean, right, because the Spirit of God, he's given you a gift. Now, do you know your gift? If you're in Rooted right now, there's a section. I mean, we just help people to understand their gifts. If you're not in Rooted right now, stop by next. You can do it right after service. Come in the very near future and just say, I'm looking to find out and to figure out what is my gift. How's the Holy Spirit gifted me? And once you understand it, it's really important to use it. Right? Because you've been given a gift. That's not a question. The Spirit's done his part. Now our part is, will we use it? Pause for a, a shout out here. And, and I think it's a great example of it as well. You heard earlier that um, we've had many, many people that have come over to uh, the North Campus and they've been helping out with the construction, the demolition that's going on over there right now and saving us, you know, literally tens of thousands of dollars. It means helping the body of Christ that way, helping the future church is gonna be that way. But one individual who has been kind of like at the very forefront, and this is in his gifting. His name is Micah. This is Micah, you may, you may have seen Micah around. If you've been over there, you've seen Micah times. Because Micah is using his gift 
he is helping so many others in the body of Christ and the body of Christ to go forward as well. So I do think, even though we've done a little bit of celebrating here, can we just give a shout out to Micah and all those that have been over at North and helping out in that way? I mean, thank you for using your gift. That is like, well done. Uh, coming up, you know, some of the, you know, different gifts, right? Um, this year we're expanding our upward program. So upward basketball, we're adding it at different places you know, around the city. It means we need more coaches for that. You're going like, I like basketball, or I, I could probably help out, or I could be assistant for that. If that would be an area of your gifting, then please join us. I mean, jump on the website or use the QR code. Um, hit upward. You're going to see a place there for coaches right there. Get involved because you've been gifted, and you want to use that gift. One of the area of helps. And this would be, and there's so many different ones that the Holy Spirit you know, gives to us, but I, I just couldn't leave this one out. The Holy Spirit helps us with prayer. Now, I love Romans chapter 8. And when it puts it in these words, Romans 8, verse 26, that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And here's the example it gives. When you don't know what God wants you to pray for, the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot even be uttered. So here's the situation. You know that there's a need. Maybe it's in your life. Maybe it's in a friend's life. But you're just not sure. How do I pray about this? God, I don't even know what to pray right now. You ever have had a need like that? Been in that place? I mean, I've been in that place. I've been in that place with other people. It's like, God, I know they have a great need. I don't even know how to pray for them. And so you just pray. God, help them. Or sometimes, I mean, this is honest prayer, right? God, I don't know what to pray right now. And even as you say it, the Holy Spirit's like, but I do. And I'm right beside you right now. If you could have been with me um, earlier, um, Pastor Bill, uh, he goes like, hey, God, can I pray for you today? And he just kind of walked up beside me, put his arm right around me, and he prayed for me um, and good grace and you know, help for you know, God's word just going forth and for the needs that, that we're gonna have today and just that you'd be blessed. But he just had his arm around me and he was praying that way. And I thought, and that's just like the Holy Spirit. Literally, he is a paracletos. He comes alongside you. He's got his arm around you and says, I wanna pray with you. If you will take that step into prayer, if you'll make that statement, God, I don't know what to pray for, but I know this needs prayer. The Holy Spirit's there to be able to help us. Now tell me you can't use these four areas like this week in our lives. So let's go back to the two parts. God's part, he gives us the parakletos. He is with us right now. God has done this. What then is my part? And I think Ephesians chapter five, verse 28 describes it in the most clear and straightforward way that I've ever seen it. So if you have this in your, if you have a Bible, I would highlight this in your Bible. If you wanna just download the notes, you can do that a little bit later. You're gonna find it in there. But to go back to look at this, Ephesians 5.28 says this. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I love this verse for a couple reasons. One, it's just kind of straightforward, right? Don't get drunk 
because it can ruin your life. I mean, don't get drunk because you do stupid. How many say, that's true. I've abused alcohol and I've done stupid before. Anybody? You're like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's true. But instead, see, here's the difference. Don't let alcohol control you, do stupid, but open yourself up to the control of the Holy Spirit to be able to help you. And you go, what does that mean? He says, I want you to be being filled. It's really, it's a a cool translation. It says, you yourself be being filled with the Holy Spirit. I'll say those words, be being filled, because it's just cool the way it sounds, right? Be being filled. Now put I in it. You know, I need to be being filled with the Holy Spirit. I need just this daily awareness or openness. I have a parakletos. Holy Spirit is with me. And then to yield, to cooperate, to say yes to him and how he's prompting you in your life. And with this awareness, if you go into your day, I don't think you are going to be surprised at all to find that the Holy Spirit is prompting you. This is the right thing to do or this is what God would want you to do in this particular situation that you're in. Now, the opposite is true. It's possible to say no to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit doesn't make you do anything, right? In fact, Ephesians 4, verse 30 says this. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God, the one who sealed you unto the day of redemption. In understanding how the Holy Spirit wants to work in our lives, I hope that this understanding of he is a guide to us really opens it up for you in a new, maybe in a fresh way. Let me use two pictures to, to bring this out. In this first picture, you're gonna see Nate and myself. Um, Nate is my guide. Last year, I went fly fishing for the very first time, and it was, it was just so much fun. I loved it. So I met Nate, and Nate said, hey, I've got this equipment for you. I'm like, great. And then he showed me how to use the equipment because I hadn't done that before. And then I went out and I was fly fishing. He was, he was off to the side. I was actually with Ben at that time. So he was, you know, he was between us. And then I caught this trophy rainbow trout. Now I want to be really clear about this. Nate didn't catch this fish. I caught the fish. Nate was my guide. Would I have caught this fish without the guide that was there to help me and set it up? Like, like a, well, no, I would not have done that. Didn't know how to do that. But the guide set me up to be able to experience something in my life that I wouldn't have had without the guide and something that, it, to me, it was, it was so much fun. I would say it was, a, it was a blessing. The guide and the one who does the experience. Don't confuse them especially when you see this next picture. If a picture is worth a thousand words, I think this is worth a million. This is Cheyenne. And Cheyenne Meyer, she helps those with a disability, blindness and some, in this case, blindness and deafness, to be able to do something that they could not do without her. For those that have wanted to run, a 5K or a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, to do a triathlon. 
If you're blind in death, you can't do this by yourself. But when you see this, think about the Holy Spirit right now. Cheyenne allows them to do this experience, to have the fulfillment of this accomplishment. Cheyenne doesn't do the race for them. They do the race. They accomplish the task, but they have a guide who allows it to happen. That's what the Holy Spirit does for you. The Holy Spirit doesn't live the Christian life for you. You may be going like, hey, what's going on here? You know, this isn't working out in my life. God, you know, I'm not experiencing these things. What's wrong with you, right? Like, hey, you got help. Help for you to be able to do that which Jesus wants you to do, to experience what he wants you to experience. So let's recap it real quick. If you've received Jesus, you have a parakletos. The parakletos, the helper that is there beside you. You know that the Holy Spirit wants to help you with conviction that is to bring you the awareness of sin. Maybe today, this awareness, I am a sinner. That's why I need Jesus. He died for me. And the realization of this is just crystal clear in your mind right now. Well, I hope you'll trust him and receive him. Maybe that we've got, some of us, we've just got this growing distance from God. We've got this desensitizing to God that's been going on. Because there's a sin in our life, and we've been unwilling to deal with it. But the Holy Spirit is bringing it anew and afresh to you right now. Will you confess it? Will you repent? Will you turn back to God? The Holy Spirit wants to help us, illumine us to life and what he's got for us in life now. If you're not using the verse of the day, will you sign up right now? Will you receive that, open it, and let him speak to you? He's gifted us. Are we using our gift? If we're not using our gift, let's start using it. Every one of us has been gifted and you can make a difference. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us to pray. You can say, I'm not a good prayer. Holy Spirit would say, I know that, but you got me, right? I mean, you got me. Let's move into this because if you pray, God said he will work. The Holy Spirit is our guide. He's not here to do it for you. He's the helper so that you can step in to do it. That is what God wants for you, what Jesus wants for you. And you'll be able to accomplish it because you've got this guide and helper with you. And it just very well be that the Holy Spirit is prompting you. He's working your life. He's like, this is what I've got for you right now. Whatever that is, I hope that you will say yes to him right now. Should we pray? Thank you, Jesus, that it's true that it's better to have the Holy Spirit in us than actually you beside us. Wow. Holy Spirit, we want to open ourselves up to you anew and afresh. And just to start Monday with an awareness of you, and then Tuesday, and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday because you are always with us. Thank you. For our friends who are here right now, and they're ready to trust you. You have convicted them of their sin. They realize they need a savior. They are lost without Jesus. 
but in putting their faith and trust in him now, they will become a child of God. Friend, if that's you, online, in the room, I'm just gonna ask you, is it your desire to receive Jesus today? And if so, would you just lift up a hand acknowledging that so that I can include you in this prayer? Yeah. Others, thank you, Jesus, that you've given your life for these. These with an upraised hand that right now wanna open themselves up to you. And for those that haven't raised their hand, but they're crying out in their heart, I need that, Jesus. I need you. Thank you that you've never turned anyone away. And for the working that you're doing and the gift that comes along with this salvation of your Holy Spirit. We love you. May we be found more and more open to you, Spirit. That's our prayer. If it's your prayer, then say it with me. And all God's people said, amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.